Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Today's shout-out goes to A.J. Bianco, Vice Principal at Eastbrook Middle School in Hillsdale, New Jersey. A.J. was also a contributor on last week's episode on veteran teachers. You may recall that at the end of that show, I asked for some feedback, and A.J. kindly responded with these words. I just wanted to let you know that I did, all caps, did, think your episode from last week was great, another all caps. Not only did I appreciate hearing from others, I thought you did a wonderful job breaking down the information into buckets and explaining what needs to be done to help veteran teachers. Well done, my friend. Keep up the great work, and I will be checking out today's episode later. AJ, thank you for your encouraging words. It can be lonely sitting here beside a mic and dropping stuff digitally, and you never really know if it's going to land and if it's going to connect. So AJ, hearing from you and hearing from others is just so important. And thank you. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day we have a chance to grow. Every day we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of September 4th through 8th, 2023. But if you read them, you'll understand that I didn't write those emails. So today on Five for Friday, we have a very special guest, the other Dr. Buskey. <laughs> Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's been, what, how, how many years have you been doing these? Uh, wow, two years? Two years. Episode is... 158, so okay. it's taken that long. Well, uh, <laughs> this is the first time that I've gotten a chance to and invited to come and talk on, on your uh, podcast, and I'm so excited. I am too, and we want to dig into it, but first we have to do celebrations. What are you celebrating today? Oh, wow. Celebrations. You caught me off guard. Um, I am celebrating a great start to fall 23 semester. Mm. I have a great group of students. Um, I feel like uh, students are coming back after the 2020 craziness of being masked and, you know, you all have been there much more than I have been, but uh, I feel that they're back. Their heads are back and their bodies are with their heads. <laughs> and it's it's exciting. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I don't know if listeners would know, but you're a professor of education at Western Carolina University and do um, teacher preparation mm -hmm. and kind of at both ends, right? You catch them the first intro course that they're coming in to decide if they want to be teachers and then you do a lot of work with them in the internship so that's pretty cool right I get to see such growth it's so exciting um, 
Yeah, so that's part of what I do there. Okay. The uh, intro and the end. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only a half hour show, so we don't have time to go into all the other stuff that's involved in being a professor in higher education. Yeah. So I think I'm celebrating just our power to choose. Um, I actually did a training at Western last night, and to my standards, it it was a disaster. It wasn't really, um, but it just didn't go off the way... I would have liked so it didn't hit my standards but what I really love about I guess just life is that I own I own the power to process that and you know I can fix I can cry about it and whine about it I can fixate on the negatives or I can think about what happened and what I would have done differently and then what I will do differently in working with that group and I just think we we can never underestimate our power to choose. And that was one of the issues with the kids last Absolutely, night. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they made some poor choices, and I don't think they recognized the power to choose that they had. Oh, gosh, that's such a great way of stating it. And that's a whole episode of its <laughs> that's, own, right? That's another episode, y'all. <laughs> oh, All right. my goodness. So, so here's why... Pam's here today. A couple weeks ago, you'll remember that I talked about of the horse story from our trip on the Penine Way, that we'd taken a little bit of too much time at a pub for a lunch stop. Um, that's another podcast. And, and so we wanted to make up some time because the pub had been off route. So instead of backtracking and picking up the Penine Way trail, we decided to take a shortcut and cut across some some fields and you know pop out onto the trail it was a path i mean it was a a stated path it was called a public path yeah there were there was a path that was stated stated (laughs) and unused (laughs) for many years so we uh so we went over some fences which is what you do in england on these public paths and after a i don't know five ten minutes the path started to really get bad and Pretty soon we were going through mud and around brambles and over fences, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And And what I talked about was, was the different choices we have when we do a change initiative. Like we hit these points where things aren't going well, and we, we have three choices. So one is to turn around and go back. Another choice is to just keep pushing forward. And then the third choice is to stop and look at where you are and go in a different direction, but to not just backtrack on the whole thing. So for change, you're taking what was useful and then letting the rest go and moving forward. And and Pam and I hit this point, we came out in this, this little barnyard, farmyard, and it was really sketchy because there was that burned out camper mm-hmm. right there. So we're walking in and just going, hmm, something's weird. And 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 I'm looking one direction and Pam's looking the other. So she walks over, what, maybe 30 yards? No, more than that. 30, 50 yeah. yards. Um, there appears to be a gate. And, and so I'm looking at other stuff. She works over there. We're and, looking for a gate to get, to continue on the, on the trail. On the trail. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, two horses come out, two big black horses, and get in between us. And I talked about, you know, how stressful that was for me and me being worried about her and how we got backed into a corner where it was a choice between the horses and the stinging nettles. So I wrote about this whole thing from a perspective, um, 
really of uh, almost a fear, I guess, and, and concern, and then use that emotionality in that position to, you know, talk about change initiatives. And, and after writing those, Pam read them and, and just came back with such a completely different story. So Pam, I want you to tell that story and then we'll kind of hash a couple of the big leadership lessons that came out of that. So you heard my story, but Pam, here's the story from your perspective. Right. So, um, I guess from the, the start, I think you need to know that I'm very rural. I'm a rural girl and I lived not on a farm, but I, I was a walker. Walkers walked to school and all of, you know, a lot of my friends were farm people. So I, um, I would spend a lot of time in the barnyards and I was very comfortable, uh, with animals that were bigger than myself. Um, and so, and smaller because we really up to that point had only met some sheep, right? Some thousands. <laughs> sheep and, and, and in the distance at, at this point, not a lot of big cows, but, but a lot of sheep. Um, and so we had these two horses come up and Frederick calls out, Pam, they're big horses, <laughs> or whatever he said. I don't even know what you said, but I was like, oh, how, how cool. How cool is this? And so one of them came right up to me, and I started talking with them and uh, petting. Like li- literally talking to the horse. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, you talk to them. That's what you do. And so I was just saying, oh, how wonderful you are. You're such a beautiful creature, and, you know, just being soothing, talking to him and letting him smell me. And, um, he, he was nuzzling my, you know, arm and licking my arm and, um, and then pretty soon, you know, checking my, my backpack out. And I was just comfortable. And Frederick kept saying, you know, Pam, we, we got to get out of here. Um, and I'm like, just relax. It's all good. Don't worry. I, you know, I've got this. Um, but he wasn't hearing my, I guess my security in this situation. I was watching the horse chew on your backpack. <laughs> and from my perspective, make make inappropriate advances. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> he was affectionate. <laughs> yeah, he was affectionate. He was a beautiful horse and and you know, so I wasn't I wasn't filled with any sort of anxiety. I was just loving this moment of um, an animal. That, that was just so beautiful. I, you know, patted his or it, its neck and just I don't know. I was in love with this whole situation, and Frederick was so much in anxiety and fear. I mean, I could hear it in his voice, and I kept saying, "I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. Just you know, it's okay." But it it was suddenly, and then the second horse came up, and it it put even more of a barrier between the two of us. And I think that was where you were, you know, I had to say, okay, I gotta, I gotta make him feel better or these horses are going to start kicking or something, you know, feeling this anxiety. Yeah. Cause that one, that second, the one, there was one horse with you and the other one put himself in front of me and was just absolutely staring mm-hmm. my staring me down from my perspective and in my defense yeah. I'm a city boy yeah and have spent very little time around horses and made the mistake of reading a Facebook group for the Penine way and people talking about 
big animals and how they could be so dangerous. So yeah. I had all those words in my head. Yeah. So I I saw I saw the situation after that second horse came through, came into the the picture, and um, I could also see Frederick not maybe not remembering. I just didn't know. Don't get behind the horse, okay. you know. So I was like, I just kept calling out, "Stay where you are. Don't move." And you know, I was trying to control it from my situation, um, fifty yards away. Um, and it was it was so funny because you were working kind of being the leader trying to take care of me mm-hmm. and then I was trying to be the leader and take, take care, care of you me, yeah yeah and we were just coming at it from such completely, completely different. different understandings yeah. so I had wanted I was my intention was to keep going around the house because I knew I could see this uh, gate over there and it had to be the gate back to the Penine way we knew where the the, the trail was it was on the other side of that house. But um, I knew that if I could just continue on, I would get there. But I couldn't abandon Frederick with these two horses. <laughs> so I worked my way back away from the gate, back to Frederick. And there we are. I mean, that's the situation. Yeah. And when we then continued to go over, uh, we, we had to climb over a, a wall. Uh, or a gate, or, or I mean, a, a fence, or something, right? And there were nettles, nothing but nettles. <laughs> I mean, it was like it wasn't a path that was leading out. It was you're just dropping right down into nettles. And here, I, I think both, I had shorts on. And <laughs> yeah. well, and then once I mean, once we got in that and we're back together, you know, I think we then are are more working together. But I love you know, you wrote about some of these things and and the leadership lessons there and i think one of them that really popped out at me is just how how our experiences how our past and shapes how we view situations yeah. and and the fact that i didn't even stop to consider that there was another way a different way to view the situation that was unfolding and so as leaders we need to be so aware that our experiences have such a huge impact in the way we perceive things mm. and that oftentimes our perceptions may, may not be particularly accurate or particularly helpful yeah absolutely um, and I think that that's when we when we came away from it and, and started analyzing it and then when I've talked with other people about it I believe those horses were picking up on your anxiety and you know, they read, they read people, um, they read situations and that's why they're such amazing creatures. Um, and I, I, yeah, we just need to recognize positionality, um, and, and take that into consideration when we're making decisions. Yeah. Well, and, and also just as you say that, I don't think we wrote this in the, in the email, but realizing how you can almost manifest your own reality, Mm. like not getting too crazy, but as leaders, if we perceive something as being negative and we start treating it as negative, we are making it negative, right? We manifest and, and create that. So I think it's really important for us to continually check in with ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Is that first step. And, And one of the things that you talked about 
and understand what perspectives we're bringing to this. And, and then I think checking in with others to find out those perspectives, because together, together we can figure out the way out of this without having to wade through nettles. Right. Yeah. I think we talked also about how, I mean, taking the time to check in, right, with yourself is essential, but sometimes taking the time to check in with others, which is essential, uh, takes a lot of time. And sometimes you don't have that time. Right. And so it can get in the way of action. Um, so you have to balance it all. But I think the, um, the essential thing is um, recognizing we all come from different positions, different experiences that we bring to it. Um, and that that experience clouds or <laughs> or I guess shines kind of the path that we need to take. Yeah. So I am. I just did a podcast a couple of weeks ago on veteran teachers, and and so that makes me think if, if we think about veteran teachers as being the horses, right? Because a lot of administrators have it maybe you encountered as teachers or as administrators you've worked with veteran teachers, and sometimes we have some negative assumptions about them being you know not wanting to grow and not getting on board and stick in the mud and curmudgeons and and all that, and and wonder if sometimes we approach them as horse stories and mm -hmm. and if we have those negative thoughts we can manifest that mm -hmm. in them as opposed to being more of a horse whisperer <laughs> <laughs> and and being able to appeal to their nature and recognize the value that they bring yeah absolutely mm. so the other thing that really hit me when you said I knew where the gate was. I, I had found the gate. I could have gotten us out of there, but I came back for you. Mm. And it really made me think as leaders, a lot of times we can see, we can see the light. We know we're, we're there. We know where we're going and we just want people to trust us and follow us. And sometimes we can't just keep going. We can't just keep saying, trust me, trust me, come on. And we can't leave people behind. Sometimes we have to stop and kind of abandon that path because we need to go back and we need to take care of our people. Because For the, the greater good. <laughs> yeah. Well, the most important thing is not getting back to the path. The yeah. most important thing is our people. Right. Which really comes back to what your message was a week ago, right? Um, one, you need, sometimes you need to just stop and look at it and say, you know, this isn't worth it anymore. We need to stop and abandon, abandon what we're doing. And I think, you know, it ultimately it comes down to sort of the same, the same options, mm -hmm. but the perspectives, I think really have to come out that positionality, that, that experience needs to come into play, um, as essential to yeah. the decision-making. Yeah. And, and I think this is all really applicable, especially to teams, whether it's your leadership team or a team of teachers working together. Because mm -hmm. we talked about if you have 240 teachers, you know, you, you're not going to wait for everybody. You can't check in with every single person. But when you're working on a team and you're working on something that's important, don't just assume that everybody's taking the same, bringing the same perspective. Mm -hmm. And when somebody's lagging behind or you see that, that look in somebody's eyes, we have to stop and we have to check in because 
getting there alone or getting there in fragments and pieces doesn't work, right? We all need to get there together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a, it was a moment, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> An experience. And, and sometime soon, we are going to get all these experiences written up because we have like 25 leadership lessons from the Penine Way. We do. So yeah. we need to get those um, put together before the next big journey. And maybe we can have you back on and we'll do another, another one about green balloons or sheep whis cow whispering or something like that <laughs> uh, sounds good to me i would love to come back and talk uh, pam thank you so much for coming on this You're morning welcome. Uh, it's been great to be a part of it yeah all right and we'll just say i get mushy i love you oh i love you all right so much <laughs> that's this week's five for friday rendition of the assistant principal podcast Thank you for including me on your leadership journey. You can learn more about what I do on my website at frederickbusky.com. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating this show helps others find it. And if you want to be a super fan, consider leaving a review. Again, you'll be helping others find the show and you'll make me smile. And maybe you'll even find yourself getting a shout out at the top of the episode. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers. Mm-hmm.